You're listening to Murderland Russia. I'm your host, Katya. Anatoly Yurevich Mosvian was born September 1, 1966, in Nizhny Novgorod, Soviet Union. Nizhny Novgorod is 400 kilometers or 250 miles east of Moscow. It is along the Volga River. In Russian, Nizhny Novgorod means Lower New Town. Anatoly, also known as Tolia, attended school number 184. In the same school, there is still a photo of him on the Board of Honor, along with other prominent graduates, well-known deputies, officials, doctors, and even beauty contest winners that graduated from that school. A teacher of his, who taught for over 40 years, Ala Danilova Shunekina reported that he was a very good student, he got good grades, and she also remembered that he collected stamps and could talk about it for hours. He got picked on a little bit, but she also recalled an interesting story about Anatoly. Anatoly and his classmates went to Kutsovsky District, which is another district in Nizhny Novgorod, where the school had a partnership with the collective farm. And the boys in Anatoly's class actually fought with each other to be able to do volunteer work next to Tolia. They were weeding the farm. They were fighting to do work next to him because as he pulled out blades of grass and hay, he would be able to pronounce the name in Latin. The boys thought that it was amazing. And he also wrote stories, and people loved listening to the stories. That was a story that Ala Danilova, one of... Anatoly's teachers recalled. She also noted that after that trip to the farm, he became introverted, spending even more time studying. In the seventh grade, Anatoly enjoyed running around graveyards. In an interview with Anatoly, he said, nobody knew the cemeteries better than me. He also described how great it was drinking from the puddles of the cemetery. As a child, he would spend nights in coffins, and he fondly recalls the active spiritual life of cemeteries as busy and exciting, and because of that, he often lost track of time when he was hanging out there. It was March 4th, 1979, and our school, number 184, was collecting recycled papers. We were all walking around town, ringing doorbells, and trying to ask neighbors for their recycling paper. A coffin lid stood by one of the doors that we knocked on, and we knew that the day before we were collecting papers that a girl from a nearby school had died. It happened like this. 11-year-old Natasha Petrova was taking a bath, and for some reason there was an electrical outage. Using a wet towel, Natasha accidentally touched a bare wire and instantly died from the charge. So me and my friends, we were there collecting waste paper, and we tried to leave as soon as we could. Apparently, Natasha's mother was a member of a religious sect. There was a funeral going on, and there were no classmates there. Near the entrance of her house, there were about a few dozen men and women wearing all black. All of them were burning candles, and they were singing something in Russian. We felt like we committed a crime, like we had stolen someone else's recycling paper, so we tried to escape from that terrible place. But some men from the funeral noticed us, and they rushed after us. One of the men grabbed me by the shoulder. 
I was shaking with fear, and they led me to the black gathering. The singing stopped. The tearful woman, probably Natasha's mother, gave me a large Hungarian apple and kissed me on my forehead. She led me to the tomb, and promising me a bunch of candy, oranges, and money, she ordered me to kiss the deceased. This was a very confusing time for Tolia. He partook in a strange religious ritual where he got married to the dead. Afterward, Anatoly reported having hallucinations for the rest of his life. In his third year of university, Anatoly was drafted into the army. The army took into account that he already spoke English, German, and Japanese and sent him to Lithuania. He did not speak Lithuanian. So while in the army, Anatoly wrote a letter to his mother asking her to send him a Lithuanian dictionary. After two weeks, he became fluent in Lithuanian. He shocked the other soldiers, especially ones that were Lithuanian speakers. After he graduated from university, Anatoly decided that he wanted to pursue a PhD. He decided to go to Moscow State University to conduct his dissertation work with another professor. He returned to Nizhny Novgorod after and told everyone that his dissertation was stolen and that he wasn't able to complete his PhD. But according to the teachers of Moscow State University, he actually failed at defending his dissertation. While he was in university, he was part of a Luciferan society. Apparently this is different than a Satanist society. He performed rituals with dead animals, black magic. He took a vow of celibacy. He abstained from smoking and alcohol, and he rejected Christian ideals. Anatoly described himself as pagan. Anatoly also had a girlfriend once. She hitchhiked to Petersburg and disappeared, and after that, he swore that he would never date again. However, some sources say that he has never dated, and instead, what happened was he liked someone and she did not return his affection. Either way, he had been celibate and alone for a long time. By trade, Anatoly was a philologist. He spoke 13 languages. He had written several textbooks, a historian, and an expert on local cemeteries. He studied funeral rituals and would write about them regularly. He worked for a short period of time at the Institute of Foreign Languages. He lectured at Nizhny Novgorod Linguistic University, and he was a freelance journalist as well. He regularly contributed to Necrology's newspaper and the Nizhny Novgorod Worker. In 2005, he was commissioned to write about the 700 cemeteries in the 40 regions of Nizhny Novgorod. He did all of this on foot. He would walk to each cemetery. He would spend nights in haystacks. He would also sleep in coffins, as he reported later in interviews. He was a known expert of local cemeteries. As an academic, Anatoly was interested in Celtic history and folklore, languages, linguistics, necrology, and the study of cemeteries, burial rituals, and the occult. In May of 2003, he had a fight with his parents because he wanted to adopt a girl from an orphanage. Sources have different reasons why he did not end up adopting a girl. Some sources say that um, he was refused because his salary was too low and was not approved to adopt. In 2004, 
There was an ongoing police investigation about desecrated graves of young girls buried in wedding dresses, but nothing came of that investigation. In 2011, Anatoly was 46 at the time, and police had been conducting another local investigation of desecrated graves at a cemetery called Red Etna. At the cemetery, the police found shoe prints in size 43 and a can of paint with fingerprints. Because Anatoly was an expert on local cemeteries, police went to his workshop to ask for help, but instead they were surprised by what they had found. In Anatoly's workshop, he had piles of tombstones he had stolen from the local cemeteries, instructions for making dolls, a map of the cemeteries of Nizhny Novgorod, and 26 dolls. These 26 dolls were the mummified bodies of girls whose graves the police were investigating. They were dressed up in dresses, skirts, scarves. A lot of them had music boxes or voices placed into them. The dolls would play a sound or noise when touched. One of the dolls read... Teddy bear loves honey very much when touched. And police recall the overwhelming smell of rotting or rotted dead bodies. Some eyes of the dolls had been sewn on with buttons. Some of the dolls had parts of other people connected to them. Anatoly at that time lived with his parents, and his parents had no idea. At that time, they were at their dacha. A dacha is a summer home that many Russian seniors go to during parts of the year, and while they were vacationing at their dacha, Anatoly was making their home his workshop. Anatoly's father is an engineer, and later when he was interviewed, the only thing he said was, we knew that our son was making these dolls, but we thought this was for work, as they knew he worked with cemeteries. Anatoly's mother, Elvira, knew about one of the dolls. This doll was kept in his parents room and her name was Masha. His mother however had no idea that it was a real human body. Elvira felt uneasy when family friends came around because Anatoly would declare, Masha, nice to meet you. This is Aunt Zena. Don't be afraid of her. He would talk to the dolls as if they were real people. In November of 2011, he was arrested. He was prosecuted by public prosecutor Larissa Romanova. And his lawyer was Violeta Volkova. Violeta Volkova was a prominent Moscow lawyer and had defended many famous people Such in as the past. Yekaterina Samutsevich, a member of the Pussy Riot Group, and Alexei Navalny, lawyer and political activist. Anatoly was charged under Article 244 of the Russian Criminal Code for the desecration of graves and dead bodies and it's a charge that, that people can face up to five years in prison. In May 2012, Anatoly was declared insane by the court, and he had court-ordered psychiatric treatment. The prosecution was satisfied with the decision and refused to re appeal the verdict. He was placed at psychiatric clinic number two, and when questioned, Anatoly was not sorry for any of his actions. Anatoly selected the bodies of his girls in a very specific way. First, he would sleep on the grave of the deceased, and only if the girl appeared to him in a dream, 
she was recognized as a worthy subject for his revitalization. Then, he would dry out the girl with baking soda and salt. He would dress her up in doll clothes, attach her head to a toy, and he would often drill holes for the eyes. Some of the heads were screwed onto the body. Some of them had the body of a doll, and some of them had things sewn onto their abdominal cavities, such as soap, newspapers, various rags. In one of the bodies, he put the dried heart of the dugout child in it. When asked why he kept the corpses in his apartment, he said, I didn't store corpses. I only kept their bodies. I was doing black magic. Therefore, I wanted to revive these children because I felt sorry for these children who still wanted to live. I'm trying to prepare their body so that when scientific advances find out how to cure cancer, then their bodies will be ready. And that's the reason why I did this. I just felt sorry for all the children. In an interview, he was asked, You do realize you've committed a crime, that you're behind bars? Yes, I knew that from the very beginning that I was committing a crime, but I felt sorry for the children. And unfortunately, cloning was prohibited in our country. Sooner or later, it will be allowed so that the children will be ready for the second time they live. Prior to his work, Anatoly had studied the technology of mummification. He learned all about ancient Egypt. He traveled to various regions of Russia, studying the technique of mummification in different soils. On February 27, 2013, the court had declared that he was unaware of the actual nature and social danger of his actions. When Anatoly was sentenced to court-ordered psychiatric treatment, he asked the police not to bury the bodies of the girls deeply, because he would be back for them. It is unclear if it is a joke or a warning about his intentions for the future. In the summer of 2015, he was subject to a second psychiatric examination. On July 30th, his compulsory treatment was extended. On October 25th, 2018, the results of the forensics was reconsidered to decide if Anatoly would switch from an inpatient to an outpatient. His psychiatrist, Dmitry Frolov, said that it would not be likely that he would get to be an outpatient. Thank you so much for listening to Murderland Russia. Please rate us on your podcast listening app and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the contact you at Murderland Russia.